الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين استفى ما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم انما الله يتقبل من المتقين سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم الحمد لله all of us recently completed the fasting in the month of Ramadan however whenever a person completes a task a person is worried that their Ramadan should be accepted that they should have kubuliyat of the Ramadan our early salaf salihin used to spend 6 months preparing for Ramadan and after Ramadan they used to spend 6 months worried about whether the Ramadan was accepted and that is the way we should be spending our shawal thinking about whether our ramadan was accepted whether we've been able to maintain what we gained in the month of ramadan and the amazing thing that we notice every single year the amazing thing that we notice every single year is that immediately after the month of ramadan we start losing there's some things allah spontaneously takes back But then there's some things that we take back. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He took back the Rawi prayers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes back His protection from the shayateen. They're opened up once again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reopens the gates of Jahannam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does no longer send those special mercies and barakat that come especially in the last ten days or the night of Laylat al-Qadr. But the problem is, is that we pull back. And many people say within the first few days of Shawwal that I feel like I lost everything I gained in the entire month. Allahu Akbar. It's amazing. How can, we be, how can we accept such a thing? If you look at any other endeavor, whenever we strive for something and we spend time on it, we will never accept that we will lose it. Many times we give our students the example that if you spend four years at Lams or five years at Agha Khan, And I tell you, you lose it in one month. You lose everything you learned in one month. They will say, you're crazy. <laughs> We would never, ever let such a thing happen. Subhani Bandhaniyot. But somehow we managed to spend the entire month of Ramadan and lose what we gained in a matter of days. I've come to you quite late. It is maybe 12th or 14th of Shawwal already. If I'd come to you on 5th of Shawwal, I could have said this. If I had come to you on third of Shawwal, I could have said it. Some of us lose it right there on Eid day on the very first day of Shawwal. And the question arises about what happened? We, did we not get anything out of Ramadan? Is that really what happened? And interestingly, Allah SWT has mentioned over and over again this master attribute, which is taqwa. What was the whole purpose of the month of Ramadan? The Allahum tattakum, to become a person of taqwa. And this verse that I recite in the beginning, that what does Allah SWT accept from anyone? Allah SWT only accepts إِنَّمَ اللَّهَ يَتَكَمْبَلُ مِنَ الْمُتَّقِينَ That Allah SWT only and only accepts, bestows His kubuliyat, His grace and acceptance on the people of taqwa. So in order to pass Ramadan, you have to have taqwa. And after Ramadan, in order to have our Ramadan accepted, we have to have taqwa. 
if we feel, any of us feel, that already in Shawal I lost it, it means that there's something going on that is keeping us from that master attribute of taqwa. And there's one thing, one major thing that keeps us from that. It's not that we don't have ilm, it's not that we don't have hidayah, it's not that we don't have talab or desire. It's that we have something called our nafs. And the nafs is such an incredible thing. The nafs is just waiting to steal what we got in the month of Ramadan. More so, what's amazing is that we see in fellow Muslims in the modern age that whether it's Ramadan, whether it's Itikaf, whether it's Umrah, whether it's Hajj, whenever they finish these activities and you think that they would have reached a new height upon which they are soaring, instead, the second they finish this activity, they just drop. And then one gets scared of this English saying, that the higher they are, the harder they fall. That's what we get scared of. And sometimes young women, men and women, when they come and tell their stories, Allah Akbar, we are amazed, they fell very hard. They say within days, some of them within hours, they go back to the crudest and lewdest of sin. Allah Akbar Kabir. Just spent Ramadan, or just went on Umrah, or just went on Hajj. Why does this happen? Why are we such creatures of our nafs? So really what we want to do today is understand what our nafs is. And how that is keeping us from taqwa. And not having taqwa, what that is costing us. That we also need to appreciate. And then if we do that, maybe we will realize that Ramadan was not the end. Ramadan was the beginning. Many of us, we feel that Ramadan was this month of working and now we act as if we're on vacation. We treat shawal as if we're on vacation. It's the completely opposite in the deen of Islam. Ramadan was your vacation. Now you're back to the battle. It's not that Ramadan was the battle and you're back on vacation. Ramadan was the vacation and now you're back in the battle. Ramadan was your vacation from shaitan and the shayateen. Ramadan was your vacation from the whisperings of Jahannam. Ramadan was our vacation for many things. And if you remember that Ramadan means, the Arabic word Ramadan comes from the root Al-Ramadan means to scorch, to incinerate. So the purpose is to incinerate and to burn away our sins, to emerge a newly pure, lean, nur mu'min. Or Ramadan can come from Tanmid, which means to sharpen. So when you sharpen something or you purify something is because you plan to use it. Not because you plan to let it go on vacation. So Ramadan was a vacation. Now we're, fight, we're supposed to be fighting the battle. We're supposed to have come out stronger, better. But most of us don't have that. Even those of us who spent a good Ramadan. If we didn't spend a good Ramadan, then there's no hope for spending a good Shawal. But the question is why that many of us here may actually say, and we'll be honest, we weren't being arrogant, but if we're honest with ourselves, maybe some of us can say, no, I actually think I spent a good Ramadan. I actually fasted all the fast. I even prayed all the taraweeh. 
Many times in Ramadan, I felt closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many times in Ramadan, I made dua for much longer than I ever made before. When I was making that dua, I was really sincere. And from the bottom of my heart, from the depth of my being, I was crying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those duas. But even then, I found myself slipping in shawal. And then a person gets confused. Why? And sometimes if we don't understand the reason why, then sometimes the person can get disillusioned. And this is the way shaitan and the nafs work, is they make a slip once. When a person slips and falls into sin once, then they give up. They give up all. They address themselves and say, that's what our inner conscience tells us. Once shaitan and the nafs gets us to slip once, then we allow ourselves to slide deeper and deeper and deeper. And we start giving up. You never give up. So what is this nafs? And why is it so powerful? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an al-Kareem, very powerful ayah, إِنَّ النَّفْسَ لَأَمَارَةٌ Allah Akbar. If you could understand the Arabic, you would see the power of this wording, the power of this expression, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala إِنَّ That verily, indeed, with absolute certainty, the nafs is لَأَمَارَةٌ Ammar comes from Amr. Simple commander is Amr. Super supreme sovereign commander is Ammar. It means indeed, verily the nafs has absolute complete sovereign command over us. And what does it command us to do? Bisu. Allah Akbar. Su in Arabic means evil. Includes every type of evil, not just sin. Sin is dhamb and itham. It includes sin. It includes fahsha and munkar. Includes vulgarity and the things that have been prohibited. Includes fisk and fujur. And the alif lam standing on the su means evil itself. Evil incarnate. Or the alif lam can mean every single type of evil. So the complete English, which is a lot to explain the Arabic, is that verily, indeed, certainly the nafs is supremely ever commanding us to do evil itself and each and every type of evil. Everybody has that nafs. Everybody has this nafs. And the problem with us is that we have submitted to our nafs. It's that simple. The early ulama and mashayikh explained this very clearly. That there are two types of people. One is the person who they call abun nafs. Ab means father, literally. But here it means that they're master of their nafs. They command the nafs. The nafs doesn't command that. These few people are now few and far in between. Very few people have this ability, this level of iman and taqwa, that they dominate their nafs. They rule their nafs. The other type of person is known as abdun nafs. A servant and slave to their nafs. A servant and slave to their desires, their wishes, their whims. Where does this concept of Abdul Nafs come from? Quran, Azim Sha'an. Allah Subhanahu wa says in Quran, "Afara'ayta man ittakhada ilahuhu hawa." That are you not amazed? Do you not gaze? Are you not stupefied? 
by that person who has made their hawa, which means the desires of the nafs, the wishes of the nafs, the whims of the nafs, what? Their ilah. They've made the nafs their god. Aren't you amazed at such a person? That is what we've become. We've become abdul nafs. That's why the nafs laughs in us. Fast for 30 days. Stand in tarah. Hasra hampa. Such creatures of the nafs. So weak. So weak. Nafsul Amara also refers to that person who does sin without any remorse, without any guilt, without any regret, openly, publicly, unabashedly. Now, maybe you don't understand. Maybe you think that, no, no, that's not me. Let me give you an example. That person who misses Fajr Salah doesn't feel bad when they may come. They've justified for themselves that Basti may Charvak Namaz Pratam, Kabi Kabi Fajr. They openly look about the khut without any remorse, any regret. Koka Katan. Actually, let me give you another level of remorseless regret. That at night when they go to sleep, they don't even have any intention to wake up. Niyat Binayot Niki. They have no intention whatsoever in their heart to wake up. They set the alarm for 9 a.m. That's what it means. That's nafs amara. That is the nafs' desire of sleep, or its desire of laziness, or its desire of sloth. That has commanded us to such a level that we don't even desire or intend to wake up. That person has nafsul amal. When you lose the desire and intention to stay away from sin, not the ability. We may still not have the ability to stay away from sin. But if you have and always maintain the desire and intention, you always intend to stay away from sin, then you don't have nafsul amal. But if you lose that talab, you lose that want, you lose that desire, recognize that you have nafsul amal. The remorseless self the self, the nafs that commands us to do so. Allah Akbar. Just by this simple example, most of us are in trouble. Right? And Ramadan came to take us out from nafs al-amab. That is in essence how Ramadan came. That is how Ramadan tried to achieve la'allukum tattakum. That Allah Ta'ala has umid. Allah is hopeful. ہے<laughs> The way Ramadan tried to take us out of nafsul amara 
is the way you come out of Nafsul Amara is by being firm on the Faraiz and Wajibat. So normally you will find in Ramadan a person first does the Farz fast. Second, due to the Barakah of that fasting, they observe the Farz Salah. So they are making themselves firm on the Faraiz and Wajibat. What that does is that takes them outside of Nafsul Amara to the next stage of the nafs, which is called in Qur'an, nafs al-lawwama. Nafs al-lawwama is that nafs that other musliman ban gaya. Other. Means that sometimes that person sins, and sometimes they don't sin. However, when they sin, they don't feel remorseless. It's not like they don't feel it. They feel it. They feel the sting of sin. They feel the pain of sin. They feel the guilt of sin. They become sensitized. Alhamdulillah, for many of us, that happened initially in Ramadan. That let's say for some reason, any one of us laughed and inside Ramadan we missed. So that same person, to Ramzan ke ilava, doesn't feel bad. In Ramzan he says, Oh, Fajr ne sin. Ramzan ke Fajr They feel that sting. Why? Not because their God is not Ramadan. Allah is Allah. Our God is Allah SWT. Our God is not the month of Ramadan. But because they were so regular in their faraiz and wajibat in Ramadan, they feel the sting of their sin. They feel the guilt of their sin. They feel guilty when they do sin. That person is called Nafsul Lawama. Interestingly, the person who has Nafsul Amara is happy. And the person who has Nasr lawama is sad. Why is the person who has Nasr amara happy? Because he doesn't feel any guilt. He doesn't feel any shame. He's actually happy. Bazaar, he's happy. He has what we call happiness. He doesn't have something else which I'll explain to you later. But he has what you would look at him and you say he seems completely happy. Happy-go-lucky. This is what we call in American English. He is happy-go-lucky. He's carefree happy. Because it doesn't make a difference to him. Openly sinning, unremo- unabashedly sinning. The person who has nafs al-lawama is sad. Because they feel guilty inside. Because basically when you are a feeling mu'min, whenever you cheat on this abd-rab relationship, you feel bad. Just like a person who cheats on their spouse. They can't live with that guilt. It eats away at them. Even if nobody ever knows, nobody ever finds out, there's a guilt that eats away at them, gnaws at their inside. Just like that, the second level mu'min who has nafsul lawama is sad because of that guilt. Now what happens is, is that because many of us, our iman is weak, we can't handle that sadness. We can't take that guilt. So now then, the nafs has a new fitna to do with which is what we call modernist, reformist Islam. Reformist Islam now comes in. It says that don't feel the guilt. I will offer you another version of Islam, which is enlightened Islam, moderate Islam, liberal Islam, modern Islam. And these are not, I'm not labeling them, these are their own words that they use in their own mouth. And what is that? That that is basically trying to tell us that it's okay. You find it difficult. And then you're feeling guilty and you look sad. So we don't want you to feel sad. We want you to be happy. 
So to make you happy, we will take those things that you find difficult in the deen away. We will make the deen easy for you. What you think is sin is not sin anymore. If you can't do hijab, don't feel bad about it. You can't follow the sunnah, don't stop feeling bad about that. You couldn't pray sunnah rakats, no need to feel bad about that. You can't go to the masjid for jamaat, no need to feel bad about that. Etc., etc. They knock off piece by piece by piece of the deen. Because they're reforming. They themselves say, we're reformist. What does it mean that we will reformulate the deen in a formula that is acceptable for you? There's a very big problem there. And the problem is, and sometimes I explain this to people, that we call this diet Islam. Like diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi is drunk by people who are sick and delusional. I'm explaining. Originally, there were people who could drink Pepsi, but for health reasons, maybe they have to go on a low-carb diet, maybe they have diabetes, they, they are sick, basically. They have an inability to digest the full Pepsi. And therefore, people, then the marketers, made diet Pepsi for them, because they were sick. Just like that, for the person who is spiritually sick, who cannot live a life of taqwa, so the reformist Muslim is there to convince them, I'll give you diet Islam. Islam has a mehora. You think diet Islam? Right? Okay. Why did I say it's delusional? That there's a very famous joke in America that who are the people who <laughs> drink diet Pepsi? They're the people who go to McDonald's and they order a Big Mac, supersized fries, and a diet Pepsi. Now, if you can eat the Big Mac, and you can eat the supersized fries. Dropping down from Pepsi to Diet Pepsi is not going to save you. Whatever savings you got from dropping from Pepsi to Diet Pepsi is finished in just two of those fries. Let alone the Big Mac and the cheese and the rest of it. But what's the delusion? They think that because they are drinking Diet Pepsi, they can go ahead and eat the Big Mac and the fries. Just like that, the person who takes this diet version of Islam... Thanks because I now accept moderate Islam, I can get away with sin. You can't get away with sin. There's some things in Islam that cannot change. Maybe two of the most timeless things in Islam that can never ever change is what is the definition of taqwa and what is the definition of sin. That will never ever change. That has nothing to do with time, with place, with geography, that will never, ever, ever change. What was taqwa in the time of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu is taqwa in 2009 Pakistan. And what is sin in the time of Sayyidina Rasulullah is going to still be sin in 2009 Pakistan. These two things can never, ever be changed. But the biggest problem with diet Islam is it makes you see the delusion that because the person drinks the Diet Pepsi, they don't feel guilty about eating the Big Mac and fries, just like that because the person is following a modern, liberal, moderate, enlightened version of Islam, they don't feel guilty about that sin. And what happens, what's the result of that delusion is the biggest tragedy ever. It's not that we lose taqwa, not that we lose taqwa, something else. We lose our ability to do tawbah. You see, Tawbah was that one door 
that was wide open for all of us. If I was to say, how many of us think that we can walk through the door of taqwa on the day, day of judgment? Who's going to raise their hands? If I say, how many of you think you can enter the gate of wilayat on the day of judgment? Enter jannah through wilayat. How many of us can raise our hand? Allah SWT had made a gate, which is called Toba, that He made open and accessible to everyone. But this person, because they have this delusion, and they've fallen into Nasr Amara, and they don't feel guilt over their sin, so they'll never think of making Toba. That is the biggest problem with modern Islam. It takes away our ability to do toba because it makes us happy-go-lucky. When you're happy-go-lucky, you're not going to make toba. And Allahu Akbar, what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put in toba? Allah ta'ala says in Quran, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ التَّوَابِينَ Allahu Akbar kabir. It means that Allah ta'ala left open such a huge door for us to become His mahboob. No shart for toba. No specific way limited to toba. Anyone, anytime, at any moment could have done toba and become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is incredible mercy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have said in Quran, Inna Allah yaghfir at-tawabi. Then really Allah ta'ala forgives the tawabi. Both hota. Allah ta'ala could have said in Quran, Inna Allah yaghfir at-tawabi. That Allah ta'ala accepts the toba of the people who make toba. No. Allah Ta'ala said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ التَّوَابِ That Allah Ta'ala makes that sinning, distant Muslim who feels the sting in their heart and turns to Allah Ta'ala silently crying in their heart in remorse and regret, He makes him his mahbub. So it means actually that it's not that modern Islam is keeping you from taqwa, but modern Islam is keeping us from tawbah. Since modern Islam is keeping you and me from the best shot we have at becoming the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa Yes, Allah ta'ala said in the Quran, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُمُتَوَكِّلِينَ But how many of us say we can bring Islam or that high level of tawakkul? But tawbah, that's in our hands. That's in our ability. And we lost that. So what happens is many people who reach this nafsul lawama stage in Ramadan, they fall back to nafsul amal. Because they can't handle that guilt. They can't handle that sadness. And they want to go back to becoming happy-go-lucky. So they make the first sin, it just takes the first penetration. Just imagine the fortress. So in any good military defense strategy, you cannot let the wall be breached. Once the wall is breached, then it's finished. That's what happens to us after Ramadan. We built this fortress. And what the nafs does in shawal, very quickly it breaches the fortress. Once the walls are breached, then it's over. And many times if you're a weak commander, once the walls are breached, you surrender. And that's what we do. We don't fight the good fight. We let the wall get breached and then we surrender into our nafs. There is another way to become happy. One way was that we were sad and guilty due to nafs al-lawama and we regressed and became happy-go-lucky. There was another way to become happy. There was another way to lose that sadness and guilt. That is the third type of nafs that is called nafs al-mutmainah. Actually, that is the name of the game. 
We spend one month getting out from Nasul Amara to Nasul Lawama, and we're supposed to spend the next 11 months moving from Nasul Lawama to Nasul Mutmainna. Who is Nasul Mutmainna? Nasul Mutmainna is that person who doesn't do sin. Why? Because they're mutma'in on the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're completely pleased and content with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants for them. Whatever is Allah's mercy is their mercy. And even that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a taste of that in Ramadan. So Ramadan came to take us out from Nafsul Amara, put us in Nafsul Lawama, and to give us a free taste, a sample of what it feels like to have Nafsul Mutmainna. For example, when you were fasting, all of you were completely mutmain on that. None of you thought that, oh, I'll go secretly drink something, or I'll go secretly eat something. You were completely mutmain, you were happy and content and pleased and loving Allah Ta'ala for telling you not to eat and drink. You were completely razi on His hukam. You were completely content with His command. You got a taste of what it means to have nasa mutmainna, to be absolutely content with the hukam of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Once we have that, once we're mutmain with Allah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends another itminan on our heart, which is sukoon and sakina, peace and tranquility. That's why he says in Quran, Ya ayyatahan nafsan mutmainna, ilji'i ila rabbiki radiyatan mardiyya. That you are radi. Radiyatan means that person is pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mardiyya means Allah ta'ala is pleased with them. This is what the whole reason Islam exists. The whole reason the Qur'an was revealed. The whole reason Sayyidina Rasulullah was sent. Taqe aise insan ban jai. Ke Allah Ta'ala khudun ke That's what it means. Irji'i ila rabbik. Allah Ta'ala saying is return to your rabb. Allah Ta'ala khud tarap rai unke me. Ke wo kab aayenge mene paas. Allah Akbar. Now imagine such a person. Imagine ki kya halat hoge. اس انسان کے دل کے کیا عالم ہوگا کہ اللہ تعالیٰ خود اس دل کے لئے ترکتا ہے یہ تو ہم اس بھی نہیں سوچتے کہ وہ کون سا دل جو اللہ کے لئے ترکتا ہے یہ وہ انسان ہے کہ اللہ تعالیٰ ان کے لئے ترکتا ہے اللہ اکبر کبھی سبحان اللہ and then Allah تعالیٰ makes that person happy makes that person's heart happy that is real happiness what we call surur in Arabic but in the best you can say in English is bliss. Bliss is something totally different from that. The Nasul Amara fellow is happy-go-lucky. And the Nasul Mutmainna woman, she has surur. Allah Akbar Falah. Pure bliss. Serenity. Serendipity. Mazin. Now you can just imagine that that heart that Allah Ta'ala makes happy the whole world can get together and will never be able to make it sad. It's just not possible. Quran. Allah inna awliya Allahi la khawfun alayhim walahum yazunun. That those people who get this nasmultama'inna, who become the awliya Allah, and who are they? Can taqwa. In awliya'ahu illa al-muttakum. Allah says in Quran that who are the awliya of Allah? The people of taqwa. And there are such people that there will be no half on them, no huzn on them, no fear on them, no worry inside of them. Because Allah has decided to make their heart happy. When Allah makes somebody's heart happy, Allah can only imagine the happiness that that person must be living. And that's what Allah wants. 
wants to make us like that. He wants to make us his beloved. We've got to work for it. Now the question comes that, okay, a person made the journey from Nasul Amara to Nasul Lawama. How? By being regular on the Faraiz and Wajibat. How does a person make the journey from Nasul Lawama to Nasul Mutmainna? That's where me and you mess up. Because we can't go this way and get the real bliss, so we fall back and get the superficial, fake, delusional happiness. This is what I want you to listen very carefully. How is it that a person makes that journey from Nasr Lawama to Nasr Mutmainna? That's going to have to be more than the Faraiz and Wajibat. That is through Sunnah and Zikr. <coughs> the only way the only way to move from Nafsul Nawama to Nafsul Mutmainna is through Sunnah and Zikr. Why? Because Nafsul Mutmainna is that person who leaves all sin. Leaving all sin is not in my and your ability. Even after Ramadan, we still don't have that ability. Me and you at best can leave 80% of our sin, 90% of our sin. Me and you are not able on our own to leave all of our sin. So that last 5, 10, 15%, if we want to leave that, how is that going to happen? That is going to happen by making ourselves beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we can't leave the sin, but Allah takes us out of sin. Allah will take us out. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُقَلَّبُونَ Muqallab doesn't mean the person who drew near, it means the one who was drawn near. It's mafool if you know Arabic. The ones who Allah ta'ala drew near. That person who Allah ta'ala draws near, he's never going to become distant. That person who's struggling to come close, he may fall back. But that one who Allah ta'ala brings close, he's never going to fall back. So we have to make ourselves in such a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes so fond of us that He sends His mercy on us and He wants us out of sin. Now again, that person who Allah Ta'ala wants out of sin, the whole world will never be able to involve Him in sin. That person who Allah Ta'ala wants out of sin, His nafs will never be able to put Him in sin. What are those attributes that are going to make us get that love from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Sunnah and zikr. Quran. Number one for sunnah. Qul in kuntum tahibbuna allaha fattabi'uni yuhbibkum allah. That oh my beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tell the believers that if they claim they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we have that love, ahli Ramadan have love for Allah. Ahli Ramadan want to get out of their sin. Ahli Ramadan want to become people of taqwa. Ahli Ramadan want to change themselves. Al-Swanta says, Fattabi'uni. Tell them they must do ittibab, the sunnah. By following the sunnah, yuhbibkum Allah, Allah Ta'ala will love them. Allah is saying that Allah will love you, yuhbibkum, it's a personal seagull. Second person. Yuhbibkum Allah, Allah Ta'ala will love you. When Allah Swanta loves you, what happens? Quran. Allah will forgive you for your sins. Allah will take you out of your sins. So now to make that leap from Nasr Lawama to Nasr Mutmainna, we have to follow the Sunnah. 
I'll say another thing to you. It's impossible to reach Nafsul Mutmainah without the Sunnah. It is impossible to lead a sin-free life without following the Sunnah. It's impossible to take away that guilt and that sadness this way without following the Sunnah. So if we choose not to follow the Sunnah, the only way to take away that guilt and sadness is to go for the fake happiness offered by Dayal Islam and end up again in Nafsul Amal. That is the choice we made. I'm opening it up for us. Then why is it that we lose out? Because we made this choice. We chose not to follow the sunnah. The sunnah is the only thing that's going to bring us there. Because the sunnah makes us beloved in Allah Ta'ala's eyes. The more and more we become beloved to Him, then He says that, isko guna karte ve dekta ne pasan karta. Chera asahur, amal asahur, mujhe ne achha lagta, misko nikalta. That's what happens when you follow the Sunnah. Allah Subhanahu takes you out of sin. Second thing that makes us attract the mercy and the power of Allah Subhanahu which alone can take us out. I chose to give the little Quran when Allah Subhanahu said that. In in uh, He said afterwards, Except for that person upon whom Allah's mercy comes. Means only and only the mercy of Allah. Allah Ta'ala didn't say, Illa al-muttakun, or except the people of taqwa, or except the people of majahid. No, no, no. Except that person upon whom Allah's mercy comes. Allah's extra special mercy comes. That is going to come by doing something extra. Not just farz and wajib. Not enough. It won't be enough. It's not enough. Number one, sunnah, and number two, zikr. How does zikr take us out? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an al-Kareem, فَذْكُرُونِ أَذْكُرَكُمْ If you were here last month when I came, this is what I spoke about. فَذْكُرُونِ أَذْكُرَكُمْ Make zikr of me, Allah ta'ala says that I will make zikr of you. So when we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will remember us. Now, it's very difficult to sin when you are doing zikr. Normally, when you ask, when a person sins, that when you were sinning, did you remember Allah? You will say, no, I forgot Allah, I forgot Rasulullah, I forgot Kitabullah, I therefore forgot I was Abdullah, therefore I did not behave like an Abdullah. I sinned. So if it is difficult for a person to sin when they are doing zikr of Allah, it's impossible for a person to sin when Allah is doing zikr of them. So the second adhkurukum comes on your heart, you're going to be taken out from sin. When is it? That Allah is doing adhkurukum, Allah is remembering you, and at the same time you are sinning. Part of Allah's remembrance of us is that He takes us out of sin. So what's going to make us get that zikr of Allah Ta'ala, what's going to make us the madhkur of Allah, is that we're going to have to become the zakir of Allah. So sunnah and zikr, these are the things that are going to enable a person to move from nafsul lubama to nafsul mutmainah. Now, agar koi Ramazan mein ye sola kar le, Allah Taala say, all those duas that we made, right? 
And Allah, I want to be yours, I want to be true, I want to be loyal, I want to be good, I want to be muttaqi. So Allah Ta'ala, yes, He's going to grant those du'as, but not through a mojiz or a karamat. He's going to put in your heart this understanding. He's going to tell you what those asbab are, but you have to make use of those asbab. It's like you can't make du'a tells Allah make me regular in prayer and then go to sleep at night with no intention to wake up. That's the thing. You also yourself have to become a sabab for fulfilling your du'a. So we ourselves have to make ourselves a sabab for fulfilling this mission of la'allakum tattakun ultimately and that is by making ourselves people of sunnah and zikr. If for some reason we want to hesitate, we can't make that commitment, I can't do it, then be prepared to sin. And when you sin, be prepared to feel guilty. And when you feel guilty, be prepared to be gnawed up in your insides. And then be prepared to come back to the same fork in the road. Zikr and sunnah leading to nafsul mutmainna, or otherwise go back to nafsul amal. That is where you arrive on Eid day. That is the fork in the road that we arrived on at Eid day. So now we have unlocked. Why is it that if any of us feel that we regressed after Ramadan, it's because when we went on that fork in the road, and due to the barakat of Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala took us out from Nafsul Amara into Nafsul Amara, we were standing on the fork and we could have taken it further. We could have gone all the way. Allah Ta'ala brought us to the brink. We could have dived into the oceans of Sunnah and Zikr. But we decided to stay back. When we decided to stay back, we automatically started going back the other way. We started regressing. We went back to Nasul Amara. We went back into our sin. Some of us literally go back to exactly the very same sins in Shawal that we managed to leave in Ramadan. You spend one month leaving it and within one week you're back to it. Because we chose not to go all the way. All of the deen of Islam is about that. That's why Allah Subhanahu says, enter the deen of Islam, what? Fissimni kafa. Enter the deen of Islam totally, entirely. Submerge yourself in the deen. If you want to hold back, then you're putting yourself in the danger. What if Allah Ta'ala holds back from you? You just think like that. Every time we hold back, there's a danger that Allah Ta'ala will hold back from us. But you know, Allah Ta'ala is an incredibly merciful being. He doesn't do that. That same fellow who didn't bother to wake up for Fajr, Allah Ta'ala still lets him show up for Zohar. Allah Ta'ala, no matter how disloyal we are to you, you're so incredibly loyal to us. No matter how lack of qadr we do of you, ma qadr laha haqqa qadri. You are so qadrdhan of us. Allah, Allah. Allah, Allah. Even if you can understand this one sentence, you will give yourself to Him. Muhammad ka sola. Ish ka sola. Tidhi si baat. Dili sola. It's not up here. It's up here, down here. You can give your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala will accept it. He will honor it. He will adorn it. He says in Quran, Taqwa He will put taqwa in the hearts. 
but we're holding our hearts back from Allah. So I said, the last thing I would tell you tonight is what it costs us. Failing to control our nafs. Failing to adopt completely the path of sunnah and zikr. Falling back into sin. Missing out on taqwa. What does all of this cost us? It's costing you Allah. That's it. That's simple. That is what you're losing. You are going to lose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What are you going to lose? You're going to lose his qurb. You're going to lose his ma'iyat. You're going to lose his mahbubiyat. Allah. Is there anything that we have that can be a substitute for that? لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ إِذَا فَارَقْتُهُ مِنْ إِوَسْ An Arab poet said that for anything in the world, if you are separated from it, there's a substitute. But there is no substitute for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's nothing. Is there something you can say that you have in your life that is a substitute for his qurb? That due to this whole process, I lost him. But I have this instead. <laughs> the cow? Yeah, the cousin. We lose the qurb of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar That is the greatest loss. That is wal asra inna insana lafi khusr. Khusr me. That's the whole beauty of Iman. The whole pleasure of being a mu'min. What Sayyidina Rasulullah s.a.w. called halawati Iman. The beauty and the sweetness of Iman. That's what it's all about. To feel the qurb of Allah s.a.w. To feel his ma'iyat, to feel his akrabiyat. That's what Allah s.a.w. wants to give us. That's why he says in the Quran, هُوَ مَعَكُمْ أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتَ Allah Ta'ala is with you wherever you are. Always ready. Who should you think is with you? Now, one easy way to get out of this whole thing, to break this cycle, I will give you a one step way to break this cycle. A one particular way of doing zikr that will break this cycle. Now when Allah Subhanahu wa says in Quran, "Huwa ma'akum aina ma'kuntum," that Allah Taala is with you wherever you may be, however you may be. When Allah Subhanahu wa says in Quran, "Fa inni qareeb," that I am close to you, I am intimately close to you. When Allah Subhanahu wa says in Quran, "Wa nahnu akrabu ilayk min hablil wariin," that I am even closer to you than your own self, than your own being. The way you can do zikr and think that at-tawab. At-Tawab is with me wherever I am. I just have to make Doma. At-Tawab is Kareeb. At-Tawab is intimately near to me. At-Tawab is Akram. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ability to accept Doma is even more close to me than my ability to do sin. If you can even just remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's At-Tawab, then you can break this whole cycle by making Doma. And then we will also enter the world of Inna Allaha Yuhibbut Tawabin. And then we will also become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as I said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want His beloveds to stay in sin. So if we can even just make true Tawbah, Tawbah al and get the Mahbubiyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attracted to our heart, then out of Allah ta'ala's love for us, He will take us out of our sin.
So then we have to mean we must continually renew our Tawbah. We must continually make our Tawbah. We must continually remain ka'im daim on our Tawbah. That is why Allah SWT said in Quran, even to Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam, Fastaqim kama umirta. That have istikamat, as you have been commanded. And those people, sahaba kiram, who did toba with you, should have istikamat on their toba. That is the name of the game. That is what we did in Ramadan. We did toba. The crux of the battle after Ramadan is to keep renewing that toba, to have istikamat and that toba, to keep being a person of toba. If we can keep being a person of tawbah, inshallah ta'ala, then we can make ourselves the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah we can make ourselves in such a way that we are also at least always on that path towards nafsul mutminna. And we never fall back and we will never regress back into nafsul amara. Allahumma j'alna minat tawabin. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept each and every one of us at least amongst the people of Tawbah, at least amongst the repentant sinners, may He never let our hearts become numb, may He never let our hearts become desensitized, may He save us from the slavery of our nafs and our wishes and our desires, may He keep that fire and burning flame alive, may He keep that talaf in our heart alive, that we always, Ya Allah, want and desire and wish to be pleased to You. We will never ever be content in a life that is displeasing for you. There is nothing in this world that we have if we don't have you. And if we have you, we have everything in this world. يا الله يا رب الكريم ظلمنا أنفسنا يا الله you grant us each and every bounty and blessing that we have Ya Allah, you give us the tawfiq to spend the month of Ramadan. Ya Allah, you allowed us to fast each and every one of those days. Ya Allah, you allowed us to pray to you each and every one of those nights. Ya Allah, you saved us from the fitness of shaitan. Ya Allah, you protected us from the fusuk of our nafs. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, zalamna anfusana, you, we have wronged ourselves. We have despoiled ourselves. Ya Allah, in these few days, we have with our own hands and actions erased the effects of Ramadan. Ya Allah, we ask you again to accept our Tawbah. Ya Allah, we turn to you again in Tawbah. Ya Allah, we ask that you shower your Rahmah and Maghfirat upon us. Ya Allah, we ask that you accept all the du'as that we made in Ramadan, all the du'as that the entire Ummah made in Ramadan. We ask you to accept all of the du'as that all of the pious people made in the history of Ramadan. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, make those du'as come true. Ya Allah, make us to be according to your hope. Make us amongst the muttaqeen. Make us in a way that is pleasing to you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we care nothing for this world. Ya Allah, only thing we care about is that you are pleased with us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you be Razi with us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you be Razi with us. Ya Allah, send your special mercy and karam onto our heart. Ya Allah, take us out of our sins. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you know that we deeply desire to leave our sin. But Ya Allah, we are unable. Ya Allah, we are weak. 
Ya Allah, we ask you to strengthen our resolve, to strengthen our willpower, to make us strong in our iman, to give us yaqeen in our iman. Ya Allah, to make us strong in our taqwa. Ya Allah, let us do mujahidah against our nafs. Let us do mujahidah against shaitan. Ya Rabbi Kareem, let us not pass away from this earth and thus and until we have pleased you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we too want to be radiyatam mardiyya. Ya Allah, we also want to leave our nafs and amara. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have spent so many years following our nafs. We have spent so many years as a slave to our desire. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have fallen into laziness. We have fallen into apathy. We have fallen into sloth. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to revive our dead hearts. Ya Allah, we ask you to purify our sinful hearts. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to remove all of the sinful effects on our hearts. Ya Allah, forgive us for all of the sins that we have done. Take away from us the memory of sin. Take away from us the pleasure of sin. Take away from us the desire to do sin. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, the distance that has come between us due to our sin. Ya Allah, remove that distance. Accept us once again amongst your ibad. Make us amongst your ibad the salihin. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive all of the sins that we ever did. Ya Allah, we ask that from the tips of our hair to the soles of our feet, from the outermost of ourselves to the innermost of our hearts, make us followers of the sunnah. Ya Allah, drown us in the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam. Grant us the zahir and batan sunnah. Grant us the haqiqat and marifat of the sunnah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, you have made us an uswat al-hasana. Ya Allah, make us see the beauty of the sunnah. Make us attracted towards the sunnah. And Ya Allah, turn our hearts away from all of the false beauty of this world. Turn our hearts away from all of the false attractions of this world. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to accept our hearts for zikr. Ya Allah, accept our tongues for zikr. Accept our minds and let us have thoughts of zikr. Ya Allah, we ask you to purify our mind, purify our thoughts. Ya Allah, we are shameless in what we say. We are shameless in what we do. We are shameless in what we think. We have become shameless in what we feel. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to give us taqwa of the mind, taqwa of the heart, taqwa of the tongue, taqwa of the limbs and organs. Ya Allah, we ask you to give us taqwa of our eyes. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, save us from all of the sins that we fall into. Save us from the sinful emotions. Ya Rabbi Kareem, do not turn us back to the way we were before Ramadan. Ya Rabbi Kareem, do not turn us back to the way we were last year. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we want to draw closer to you. Ya Allah, we want to become near to you. Ya Allah, make us amongst the Mukarraboon. Ya Allah, it may be difficult for us, but Ya Rabbi Kareem, it is easy for you. Ya Allah, just cast one glance of mercy on our heart. Cast one glance of love on our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, your infinite mercy can cure us. Ya Allah, your incredible love can cure us. Ya Allah, we are nothing without you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you have millions and billions of servants. But Ya Allah, we have only one you. Ya Allah, if you do not accept us as your ibad, there is no other rub that we will turn to. There is no other rub for us to turn to. Ya Allah, you have millions and billions of people better than us for your ibad. But Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have only one you. Ya Ya Allah, we are the weakest and most sinful members of this Ummah. Ya Allah, shower your mercy upon us. Ya Allah, we are the most weak and deviant members of this Ummah. Ya Allah, shower your mercy upon us. Ya Allah, you yourself told us to be kind to the weak. Ya Allah, you yourself told us to give charity to the poor. Ya Allah, we are the poor and weak spiritually of this Ummah. We are the spiritually poor and weak members of this Ummah. Ya Allah, 
give us the salaka of your rahmah. Ya Allah, give us the salaka of your karam. Ya Rabbi Kareem, give us the salaka of your muhammad. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, accept our du'as, accept our niyat. Ya Allah, never let our hearts die. Never take away this irada from our heart. Never take away this intention from our heart. Ya Allah, we want to be your murid. We want to seek you. We want to be your talib. We want to quest for you. Ya Allah, always give us this talab. Always give us this rabbat. Ya Allah, increase our hearts in our love for you. In our love for Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu In our love for the deen of Islam. In our love for the people of the deen of Islam. And Ya Allah, take away from our heart all of the false loves of this world. Ya Allah, please accept our dua. Accept our words. Ya Allah, accept this gathering for your sake. Ya Allah, we met one another tonight only and only for your sake. Only and only in your name. Only and only for your pleasure. Ya Allah, your Nabi Kareem Sallallahu said that Ya Allah, when two people meet one another only for your name and only for your pleasure, that Ya Allah, you shower your special love upon them. Ya Allah, make us amongst those people. Shower your special love upon us. Ya Allah, we are the most needy members of this Ummah. Ya Allah, shower your special love upon us. And Ya Allah, for those of us who have other difficulties, Ya Allah, for the pure members of this Ummah, who are people of taqwa, who are people of iman, but Ya Allah, are facing injustice and oppression. Ya Allah, we ask you to remove their worries. We ask you to ease their pain. Ya Allah, we ask you to soothe their hearts. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to forgive us for our ingratitude. We ask you to forgive us for our ungratefulness. Ya Allah, make us people of shukr. Make us people of qadr. Make us people of sabr. And Ya Allah, we ask you to accept this house for the work of the deen. Ya Allah, fill this house with the people of the deen. Fill this house with the nur of the Qur'an, sunnah, and sharia. Ya Allah, fill the hearts and homes of all of those who are present with the nur of the Qur'an, sunnah, and sharia. Rabbana tukamma minna innaka anta samir alim. وَتُوبُ عَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التُّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَى حَبِيبِهِ سَيْدْنَا مُحَمَّدْ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ